Hello and welcome. My name is Mark Blatstein, the physician founder of Physician Presentence Report Service. Today's YouTube is going to be centered on the first step back programming and earn time credits. And the fact that at this point in history, if you have to go to prison, nobody wants to go to prison. But if you do, that you can actually, with earn time credits, earn credits towards early release. And so with a broad paintbrush, for every year of taking programs, you can approximately get six months off of your sentence. So essentially, two years equals a year off a sentence. And this is towards being sent home to, to, home, to your home to getting six months off the sentence to being sent home six a year early after two years worth of credits. Now, the caveat is, is that it, the Bureau of Prisons is a large agency. They're going back and forth, changing the rules of the road is how they and when they decide to change from 10, uh, cr 10 earned time credits to 15. But right now, the, the law is after two assessments your first assessment is within the first 30 days but you have to take your assessment and then your second assessment and you have to score low or medium minimum excuse me and your second assessment depending how long your sentence is it can be three months or it could be six months and that's your second assessment when it then changes from 10 credits to 15 credits so <clears throat> it would be best if we now know that you are going to be writing a your personal narrative, which is going to take a lot of time to have that included, finished, and included into your pre-sentence, ready for your pre-sentence interview. Your re-entry plan, re uh, release re-entry plan is also going to be done at that same time so that it's weave it, woven into your one document and prepared and given to your probation officer before, be best, before your pre-sentence interview because probation officers are busy. They don't have enough time. And <clears throat> the goal optimally is that your attorney understands that they reach out to your probation officer as soon as possible because they want to connect to you with your probation officer before they speak with the prosecutor so that you know, the probation officers are busy. Hopefully they, ha they haven't been to your trial. They haven't been prejudiced or tainted against you or biased against you by speaking with the prosecutor first. And so by your attorney reaching out to them initially, then you can kind of get first crack at it by your attorney being able to get your message on the record initially with the probation officer. And so that that is the best possible way for alternative, best possible outcome, if you will. And so at the same time, there are questions associated that you need to fill out and not at when you before you're able to take these get these programs wouldn't it be nice to have these questions also woven into 
your narrative and reentry plan. And so here we go. So let me try and put all this together. Give me a moment. Uh, maybe asking too much. No, I didn't want to do that. Okay. And here we have the first step back. And the first step back has a plethora of programs. And I haven't gone through this, or I may have already. I don't know how many of my YouTubes you've been in, you've been with me, or you've seen with me. Colette Peters is a new director of prison. She presents a lot of hope because she hasn't risen through the ranks from corrections her background is in psychology she spent time i believe in norway where she she's brought that influence uh she directed the prison system i believe in oregon or washington state and here are a lot of the prisons or excuse me the programs that these are the 13 different components the assessments anger management and each one of these you can there's a link that you can go to anger hostility if i click on this uh it will jump let's see here <clears throat> to and it'll come up momentarily to anger hostility so you'll be able to open this up and see you know what it covers and then it'll show you the what it, the different programs that it that it opens up to. And so with that, these open, these program, these different categories are then found here. And there's anger management so that you're able to bring into your allocution, which is your conversation with the judge, as well as your reentry plan that, you know, if you recognize that you have an anger problem, you can say that you, you've gone through the first step back programs and you realize that you can learn a lot here and that you owe it to your the victims and you owe it to your family, your community and to yourself before you get released. And there's all sorts of programs in here that you may be that some of them you will be qualified for where your case managers will suggest that these programs are for you. But that's not why we're here today. Here are the programs with questions. This is going to be, I'm assuming now, that this is a self-assessment or self-question interview form that it's either going to be a a piece of paper that when you first arrive, you answer with paper and pencil, or you go take it on a, on the computer system. And it says, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. So it may be that it's through the conversation. Your goal is to understand your thoughts on the process, assessment needs, the conversation is documented. So here it says it's an inter inmate interview form. So it may be that they're interviewing you interviewing you but here are the questions 
And so wouldn't it be nice if you familiarize yourself with these questions ahead of time, first step back, how familiar are you, are you with it? Well, to show that your, show your case manager who is going to be the first contact you have in the prison system, but to show the probation officer, to show your judge that you're interested enough to learn this is going to be showing how you're going to address your criminogenic needs because now that you're a convicted felon, it's assumed that you have criminogenic needs. So from their perspective, not yours, because your family doesn't believe that you need to go to prison. You don't believe you have to go to prison, but from their perspective that you do. So therefore, you need to read everything here from going forward through the eyes of the stakeholders who are the persons that are responsible for your future and they have control over your life. And so from their perspective, you're a criminal. And so from their perspective, they have to see incremental improvements for you over time. And in doing so, they need to see a reduction in your criminogenic need. And this is their assessment. And so what's your understanding of the first step back? Where did you first learn about the first step back? And you can be honest with them. You learned about it just from going online and reading about the Bureau of Prisons or you read it in the news. The needs assessment process. How are these needs identified? Did you take the inmate their inmate survey on TrueLinks? So the TrueLinks is their inmates. Is there what's your called? It's their email system. Um, if yes, did you have any feedback? How they were presented? I don't know how it's going to be done. Are you aware of your identified needs under first under the first step back? Who first told you about first step back needs? How were you told? First Step Back Programming. What First Step Back programs are available at your institution? I have them all identified. So anyone who comes through my system with me, you actually, when we're done, you go to the courtroom and you have a packet that is available. In fact, when we're before I close this YouTube out, I will show you what your attorney presents to the judge, if I don't forget um, so you will have all this so you will know exactly the programs that will be available at your institution. Now, because they're available doesn't mean that they're available because there may be staffing shortages or there, there may be more inmates, too many inmates. In other words, there, there may be not enough space. There may be sold out so to speak. In other words, I mean, more inmates and there are seats available at, in a class. Or are you pending participation? And then what programs are you waiting to complete? You don't know this at this point in time. The second is a staff interview form. I don't understand the difference at this point, but this too has questions. And again, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. It seems to have a similar introduction here. But there are questions, a little bit the same. How familiar are you with the first step back expound? How did you learn about the first step back? But there are some different questions. And here is, what are your thoughts on program statement 
5.01, the needs assessment. Well, it would be nice if you understood what that program statement was or even what a program statement was. So you just go to the website that I have. You go online here, you click on this. And lo and behold, as long as the internet works, it opens up and here's the first step back need assessment. And it goes through what these programs are. And it tells risk assessment, required staff training, responsibilities of the staff. So you're able to answer the question or psychology services, psychology program, <coughs> excuse me, education and training, health department, correction services, et cetera. We go back. And, and then it goes on to, where are we? Oh, yeah, down here. And then there says they want to know the same thing. What's our, what programs are available at your institution, which I'll go to again if I don't forget. Then there's another program statement, 522001. And as I said, the last time I opened this one op up on a YouTube, this one, I believe, is for... Uh, those who, right, those who cannot participate in, who cannot earn first full, th the, the credits for, who are not able to participate because they don't, they're not able to qualify for a low or medium, no minimum. They qualify for a high or medium, which means they have alternative incentives and what are the alternatives incentives well these are bear with me so they have uh bear with me other rewards as follows so they have extra phone visitation privileges they can get up to 30 minutes a day for up 105 10 minutes a month Additional visitation time. Uh, they can get transferred to a institution closer to the, you know, release residence. Maybe bed space at a transfer facility. Change in a security designation, which means you can work your way down from a medium high to a minimum low. At the recommendation of the warden. Uh, and there are other um, there's preferred housing. There is financial, different types of financial rewards worth 100 hours or more. There's many other. It's in fine print. I can't really read it that fast. But there's other types of um, incentives. And there's also loss of incentives. But you can read all this by going to this particular program or program statement. But wouldn't it be nice to have answers to all of these questions and you weave it into your uh, reentry, release reentry plan and narrative so that it's there, so that the probation officer knows that you've taken the time to understand what you're about to get into. The judge understands what you're about to get into and your case manager gets the under, that you've taken the time to understand 
what you are about to embark on as far as getting into the you know in going into the first step back programming so now let me see if i can show you the where you when you get into the where they want to know on the questions do you know what programs are in the prison system that you're going to and so Let's see if I can find this. There we go. So every time you go up, I have a, it's called prison match, but when you, in, in the, when you go to the sentencing hearing and you have your narrative, the judge, if he embarks on an allocution, which is a conversation with you during the sentencing hearing, that's a good thing. Because he, the fact that you've he's read or he or she the judge has read your narrative has motivated them to speak with you, which means that you know there may be a change where he's where the judge has a predetermined sentence in mind. Now maybe not, and they could depart either way, up or down from the guidelines. And should your allocution or your basically from the heart, you've you know you're able to share with with uh the judge that you know you since you're you were arrested and you had time to think and you you didn't realize how bad the decisions you made were and how much of a negative impact how bad the it, the impact was on your victims and you understand that you have that there are programs in the prison that you're going to that can help you improve and decrease your criminogenic tendencies and that that there's a lot you can learn and better decisions and choices you could have made and that you don't intend on coming back to this courtroom ever again um, and should the judge be willing your attorney then can can make a ask request from the court would the judge be willing to say Add to the order that would he be willing to recommend to the Bureau of Prisons a placement based on a need you may have, for example, um, a drug program or a program based on, uh, let's say, if you're a woman where you have post-traumatic stress disorder for whatever the reason may be, and it's documented through your pre-sentence report, and the judge may say, okay. And then your attorney may say, Your Honor, would it be okay if I just request one prison? And the judge will say, what prison? And your attorney will just say one prison. And in this case, the judge will say, or rather the attorney will say Alderson prison. And the, and the judge will say, okay. And then your attorney, the last thing will say, well, two more things. One more, one will be, uh, Your Honor, if the BOP is not willing to make the placement request, could they just notify you in writing as to why not? And also, I have this uh, pamphlet here from that's Alderson, and it has the programs here that we that we just discussed. And I wanted to be know if it was okay where I could submit it to you now. 
and it shows up all the programs here that are at the prison and specifically the program that we had in mind, which is, and this is an older one, it's not current, which is the Resolve program for women, which is for mental illness related to trauma, PTSD, but they also now have under the same roof uh, RDAP. So it's both at the same place. And so here are all the other programs that they have. And we can then pull down here. And you can see there's residential drug abuse program. <clears throat> there's Alderson. And the Resolve program. And there's Alderson. And then there's all the other programs that are at this particular program, which is going to be for the women programs, but it's all the programs. And so that's why I include this pamphlet for all clients that I particular see. And let me bring this up here to this, just this one page. And as this changes, I also upgrade it. And, you know, regarding drugs, it's, you know, similar. But I hope you found this helpful that to have both the ability to include answers to these questions before you get to the uh, pre-sentence interview phase so that you can include these answers with your re-entry plan and your personal narrative, as well as you'll have this too as you get to the sentencing hearing. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this brief YouTube. And I thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen. I hope you all stay safe and have a good day.